Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. And I have with me a friend just to help with the introduction, Alex. Hello. (laughs) When we did our test for the sound, we actually discovered that we sound a lot more similar than we realized. It was kind of scary, actually. Yeah, it was really weird because it was like, wait, who's saying that? Yeah. And then I'm like, but I thought I said that, and it sounds like you. Yeah. It was very confusing. Yes. So there we go. We learned something today. Okay. So I want to, I'm I'm going to be introducing Alex. I'm introducing, we are introducing the live show that I did a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yes. And this live show was the first time that I swore on my podcast. (gasps) Gasp. Shock. Ah. (laughs) I know. Big deal. So I wanted in the intro to explain my reasoning for it. While a lot of people might not really see it as a big deal, like swearing is kind of a part of our culture, and I personally don't really see it as a huge deal. It's funny because I, oops, I say that, but then I'm also kind of like I have trouble swearing in public. Mm. I'm a closet swearer, which uh, I actually mentioned on Instagram after the show. And um, But I've been doing a lot of thinking about swearing and and just who I am, and I'm trying to be more authentic. And part of that then just meant that when I'm kind of describing certain events in my life and I'm trying to be just raw about it, like the only way I can really describe certain things is by using a swear. (laughs) So in this live show, um, I decided that a way for me to more authentically be able to communicate some of my past um, I was just, honestly, it, it wasn't really intentional, but it was also thought out. Like I was okay with the idea of swearing at this point. And the best word that I could use to describe a certain person from my past was the word asshole. Hmm. It's so a good word. it's a good word, right? And, and then I, and then I was already in the water. So I decided that I'd splash around a little bit. So I used a couple other words just because I was testing things out and it felt good. Honestly, it felt good. And, um, but I also want to say, okay, so in this live episode that I did, this is the most, I would say the most raw that I've really been so far on the podcast. I kind of open up a little bit about something that I haven't shared to the public before. And a lot of it is because I've felt the need to protect certain people in my life, which I think is still important, but I've been doing it at the cost of myself and that can't happen either. So it's been like, I've been kind of, I've been holding back my story And a lot of what brought me to where I'm at because I didn't want to make anyone potentially look bad. And who was it? Jen Lamott, apparently. I think it was Jen Lamott said, um, if these people in your past don't want you to tell these stories about them, then they probably, they, they shouldn't have done those things in the past. So I, that's a major paraphrasing, but I mean, Yeah. This is what happened. This is this is my this is my past. This is part of my past. And I can't hide from it anymore. 
And if I want to be truly effective in what I'm doing and optimistically depressed, then I, then I have to be honest. And that doesn't mean I'm going to open up about everything. I think that it's very healthy to know what your boundaries are. So there are definitely parts of my life that I am not prepared to open up about right now. And I may never be open to sharing it to the public. And that's okay. But this is a part that I finally decided I needed to share. And um, another thing is that these people that I talk, talk about in my past, um, I just want everyone to keep in mind, and I do kind of address this in the live show, like these people have their own story. They have what brought them to what they're like now, just as we all do. And every, and, and I do really believe that people do what they believe is best or that they, the best that they can do in that moment. And sometimes we just act out of pure frustration and we hurt people. And I know that I've done that. And it's caused me, like what has happened in my past has caused me to really think about what I want to be like and how I want to be with my kids and how I want to be with um, just people in general. And in a way, these people from my past have helped me see that I want to treat people differently because I know how certain treatment can make you feel. So that was, uh, that's something that I want everyone to keep in mind when they listen to this. And there will be some um, episodes kind of coming out in the future where I do open up a little bit more. And I really would wish that you would um, keep that in mind when listening to those episodes as well. I, because I do believe that my story is important. And, um, but that also means your story is important. These other people's stories are just as important. So it's not, so my own experience does not, I don't want it to cheapen or lessen somebody else because that's just not how it works. We all do crappy things sometimes. And, um, so this is just a little bit of a story of some things that had happened to me, the way I honestly feel about it. But I also have, I do have compassion for, for these people, even though I get, can get really frustrated and still can get pretty angry at them. Such is life. So I think, I think I've done, I think I've done enough explaining. I haven't let you talk at all. That's okay. You just had some things that needed to be said. And I really appreciate you listening. Always. So, um... Yeah, here's a live show. I hope all of you enjoy it. Hello, all you beautiful people. My name is Ruth, and I am optimistically depressed. So I'm kicking things off for this evening, and I've actually written notes on what I'm going to talk about, which is, which is funny because I usually write all my notes, and then I'm like, oh, I go off the notes, and I don't end up talking about anything that I've spent I don't know how long writing down. So that's always fun. We'll see how tonight goes. Um, so I have the podcast, Optimistically Depressed, 
And Optimistically Depressed is a platform where people can come on and honestly share some of their life story, whatever they're willing to share with me. And usually it ties into mental illness. Uh, that's inspired because by that's inspired by the fact that I have been diagnosed with depression. And aside from it being super fun, uh, that was a joke. It's not fun at all. Um, it has been a source of inspiration for me. It's actually been a source of, of drive for me because you're kind of like, and this is a thing that I think a lot of people can relate to. You go into your life and you're trying to figure out the best way to survive it. And so then you're throwing all these curveballs, and you're kind of like, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this. Uh, but I'm going to figure out a way to like get around that, usually. I mean, that's how we build resilience. So I was diagnosed with it seven years ago, had it a while before then. And while I was trying to figure out how to deal with it, I realized that not a lot of people feel like they can talk about how they're actually doing and like those dark things. And, uh, and now I have this show where people come on and they share some of the darkest parts of their lives. They're really vulnerable. And now I kind of figure I should probably do a little bit of the same. Um, so I'm going to tell you a story. And it's part of a story that is almost 33 years in the making. And it scares me more than any other story because it's part of my story. Um, and I'm gonna try to squish it into 20 minutes. So. People will come onto my podcast and they bravely sit across from me and they actually talk to me about these things that are hidden deep within them. You know how difficult that is? Like to actually sit down and kind of be like, this is a part of me that I've been trying to hide from the whole world because I want them to think that I am another way and I'm going to tell you about it and then I'm going to let you record it and other people are going to listen to it and they can judge me for it. And they do that. And it's left me puzzling over how someone can actually sum themselves up so that other people can understand them. You hear all these, like, these stories break on the news, you know, about someone stole something or someone was assaulted. Those things are really horrible, obviously. But do you notice that we tend to jump to a lot of conclusions about what that person was like? You know, like, what a horrible person. And I think... I find that fascinating because it's like this is a horrible person that did something horrible and all of us are going to sit in the safety of our homes and talk about how horrible that person is. When in reality, if we were to be honest with ourselves, we have within us the ability to be just as horrible. And that has been a difficult conclusion for me to come to because I grew up in a, in a family of nice people. 
It was in a small town. These people were primarily actually quite nice. Um, but my family, my family wasn't so nice. We were just really good at giving the impression that we were. So my dad uh, was diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder when he was, um, I think, in his late teens. And then he and my mom got married a while later. And they started having kids. And my dad started getting really abusive. And when you're like in these kinds of situations, it's so different than when you're sitting outside of them and, and hearing about them. Like you hear about these women who are abused and you're like, well, why wouldn't they just leave? And it's so easy to ask that question. Why wouldn't they just leave? But the thing is, you don't, you don't find yourself one day living a normal life, like a safe, healthy life. And then the next day, you're in this horrible nightmare. You don't, it doesn't occur to you that this isn't normal. It sneaks up on you. That's how we all find ourselves in these horrible situations. And it's not uncommon. And I think that all of us, if we were to actually be truly honest with ourselves, we would know that we hold within us the ability to be true, truly horrible people. Congratulations. Um, we all suck. Like, down deep to the core, we are some of the most horrific human beings that you will ever encounter. So that feels good. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting because we as a society like to get caught up on how we should behave. That's so easy. I mean, and old. Like, that's how, like, the Bible talks about how we're supposed to be, how we should behave, how we should think, how we should feel. I don't know if that's necessarily the intention of it, but that's definitely what a lot of us come away with. And then we build up all these rules in our society of how we should be. You know, they're the topics that are safe to talk about. So it's like, oh, hey, Frank, yeah, you know, I saw this great post on Pinterest about how to organize your closet. It's gonna change your life. Like, no, it's not gonna change my life. It's going to make me really bored with this conversation. And it's gonna make me wanna go home and throw everything out of my closet, throw it in the back of my car, bring it up to you, and then just like dump it all over you because that's how annoying this conversation is right now. That's how I feel, okay? And I'm sorry, that was a slight rant. My point being, we get up at, like all caught up in the way that we should be, these conversations that we should have with people, and ignores what the truth is, which is that we all suck. We all have within us the ability to be a monster. So I'm gonna share a little bit about my childhood and this is actually something that like, I'm scared of sharing, and I'll tell you why. It's because, it's because I feel like I'm going to disappoint my family. I love my family, and I never want to make them seem like they're not good people. So whenever I talk about some of the things that have actually happened, it makes me scared because I feel like 
I'm going to disappoint them. Like, they're going to disown me. But, you know, if they loved me, they probably wouldn't disown me. I guess that's a risk that I'm just going to have to take. So my mom got remarried when I was, I think, 13. And the guy that she remarried was... Hmm, how do I put this? I didn't write this down. An asshole. <laughs> and um, I hated him. Like, I hated him. And I actually just want to address the fact that I said asshole. I don't know if swearing's allowed here. I probably... Okay. Cool. Um, so I grew up going to church, and you don't swear. You're not supposed to swear. It's bad. And um, as it turns out, I'm a swearer. I like it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've all just witnessed me swearing for the first time on my podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go home and pray for forgiveness after this. <laughs> because I've built up this image of myself. It's like, I want to be squeaky clean, you know? Like, I hate Oh, no, I never, I never hate people. I think everyone's beautiful and I love everyone. It's not true. That's bullshit. Oh, I'm on a roll. Um, I'm going to take any opportunity to swear now. This is liberating. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I made myself... Uh, see, here's the tricky part. I, say, I was about to say that I made myself a victim... I didn't make myself a victim when I was 13 years old. I was a kid, so I was actually helpless. So I was a victim. But the thing is, I carried that mentality with me. I grew up and I was like thinking, I'm the victim, so I need, like you behave like the victim. And then, you, then, then that's what like drags you into a whole bunch of other like horrible situations. Like um, an abusive relationship that I was in before I met Sean, my husband who's over there, and everybody should turn and be like, oh, yay, Sean. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was in an unhealthy, abusive relationship before I met Sean. And it was because I was used to being the victim. So I was used to kind of like being told what to do. I had this idea again of how I should behave. And, um, and I was really afraid. I was afraid that... Um, I was afraid to have an opinion, uh, which meant, obviously, I was afraid to disagree with anyone. I was afraid to do anything that I believed would upset the person that I was around. So, like, for example, if my, I have an aunt and uncle that I, like, deeply respect, and they are very religious. So if they hear this podcast, part of me will die. And... 
that has carried on with how I am with a, like with a lot of people. Like I, I've gotten really, I think I've gotten pretty good at being able to read what people are like. And then I'm like, ah, yes. Okay. So they would like it if I was more like this. And so I behave that way. And I didn't really realize that I was doing that until probably like a year ago um, when I was really challenged on it. And it made me start to realize that I just, I'm so fake. Like I really, like I'm so fake and I do behave in a way that I think is going to be pleasing to other people because that will keep me safe. If I'm, if I make sure that other people are happy with me, then they're less likely to throw me out. And, um, and I really learned that from, I learned that from my dad and I learned that from my mom and I learned that from my stepfather and then I carried that with me and I used it as like my shield. It was just kind of like, um, well, look, I'm, I'm so damaged. You know, I've had all these people who hurt me. So I have a perfect right to behave this way. And it kind of gets to a point where it's like, well, what do we really want to do with this? Because, yeah, I can use this as an excuse to behave the way that I am. But who is that really helping? It's not helping me. It's certainly not helping anyone that's around me. I mean, like, who wants somebody to just basically reflect to them whatever they want to see? Probably people do actually exist like that, but I think those are narcissists. I don't know. I don't seem, they don't seem like people that I want to be friends with, so whatever. Fuck you. Oh! Um, so I had to be honest with myself, and I had to start... Oh, to the people who are new, this whole swearing thing, I'm sorry. It's, it's a new thing for me. Kind of. It's a new thing for me to be public and swearing, so I'm sorry. Um, but I'm not, not sorry. I'm a little sorry. So, oh, I'm going to see that conflict, that conflict. Here's another thing, okay? I'm, see, I'm not following the script. I'm all over the place. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But here's the thing. Life is not black and white. And it's so funny. Yeah, big revelation. Everyone's like sitting there like, good for you. But seriously, we try to put everything into like this like really tidy, like organized, like these things are good. These things are bad. And so you don't want to do the bad things because then people won't like you. And you want to do the good things because then people will like you. And that makes sense because, you know, we've, based on how humanity has evolved we grew up in tribes where you had to make sure that you kept everyone happy around you because if you didn't, they would throw you out of the tribe and then you would die. So we have good reason for believing that we probably should keep everybody happy around us, but we're not there anymore. I could be perfectly isolated in my house and probably survive fine. <laughs> I am usually isolated in my house and, oh, maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm not going to go there. So, but like a big thing that I've just realized is nothing is black and white. You're always going to have contradictions in your life. I've always tried to like um, categorize my stepfather as like being bad. He was bad. So that justifies me hating him and not wanting anything to do with him in my life. But as it turns out, me thinking that way isn't going to, like, it doesn't help me. It doesn't help me turn into the person that I hope to be. And 
and you know hating people that's probably not good not for them not for you because the truth is that he actually has a story as well he has the things that have happened to him that makes him who he is and he was really hurt and so the way that he acted out of that was by hurting me but I doubt that he would wake up and think, I want to figure out ways to hurt Ruth. It was more probably that he was waking up and just trying to figure out how to survive. And that's one of the things about life, really, is that we need to try to figure out the best way to survive. But if we don't have people to talk to about how we're really doing and what we were really thinking, then we're not, we're not going to go about it in a healthy way. So me being able to sit down and talk with someone about what I really think about something and how I'm actually feeling about something helps normalize it a little. It at least makes it a little less scary so that we can continue to be honest with ourselves about who we are. And then that opens up the doorway to us having more compassion on other people for being the way that they are. Because we have something in common with everyone. That's the other thing that I've noticed as I've been doing more podcasts. I've been able to meet a lot of really incredible people. Some of them are actually sitting in this room. And through hearing some of their story, with each story that I've heard, I've been able to recognize a piece of me in each of those stories. And so then it's like all of a sudden we have this connection because there's a way that we can actually relate to each other. And that can't happen if you're not honest with yourself about who you are. Because otherwise you're just going to be caught up in all of these lies and all these ways that things should be. And one of the things I learned in, in therapy recently was that you need to be careful with the word should. Because you can get caught up in how you should be, but it ignores the way things are, who you are, and it automatically labels you as wrong. And that's not necessarily the case. That's just who you are. Oh, I got my warning. Um, that's just who you are. And when you recognize who you are, then it helps you realistically look at where you want to go and how you can actually get there. And it helps you be able to look at other people and just see that they do have value and they do have reasons for being where they are. So to my stepfather, I don't hate him anymore. I don't like him still. I think that's okay. Um, I do have compassion for him. And I do see some of myself in him. It's a humbling experience, but I think it's pretty good. I think it's good. Thanks, everyone, for listening to me. And I usually sign it off by saying, Wherever you are, just know that I am sitting here loving you. Um, I think now I would like to say, 
I see you. And if you're up for coming up to me after and, and saying hello, I'd like that. And yeah, I love you. Thanks. <laughs>